Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our peacefully cathartic podcast. We're presenting our losing arguments. If you'd like to settle in by the fire and prepare to relax, listen, and learn how to shut the fuck up, we'll now present our opening statements. Hey, hey, Danny? Hey, boss. Or, oh, sorry. Awkward. Um, <laughs> hey, cheermeister. Uh, what the fuck? Um... We're back with episode two. I don't think we'd be we back are. so. We're back. I didn't think we'd be back so soon, but let alone here we are. Yeah, who it, asked for this? I literally, literally nobody. I'm but so we're sorry, gonna guys. do it. Anyway. We're, we're gonna do it anyway. Um, straight off the bat, uh, before we get into our first segment of the day, which is uh, Cheermeister apologizes. Um, yeah, little little point of recording context. We're right in the middle of when. Uh, uh, we have uh, domestic terrorists uh, storming the uh, the Capitol building, and we're not going to talk about that whole thing because there's still a lot of information to come out. But they are domestic terrorists; they're being complete and utter idiots. Um, the pictures are horrifying. A dear friend of my mother called called us crying because she was really really scared. Um, and it's just an entire it's an entire clusterfuck. Um, in, in the same vein of clusterfucks, hey, uh, hey, cheermeister, hey. Why, don't you, why, don't you, why don't you talk about uh, your first couple tweets of our uh, Twitter account? So, uh, I just want to start by saying that I suck at Twitter, always sucked at Twitter, and I'm going to continue to suck. But I also want to mention that I don't apologize for anything uh really ever and i'm gonna apologize right now because i'm an idiot uh i'm a huge huge fan and i know that he doesn't know this and i also know that he doesn't like he hasn't thought about it since it happened uh but george watsky is a great rapper uh musician artist he is just fantastic i've been listening to him since i was 15 years old and he's really just such a wholesome person he is great and he has a fan page on facebook which i'm a part of and he uh went and did a 33 hour rap for a Guinness World Record title. And during that time, during that rap, he mentioned Beans, uh, and the fan page went crazy for whatever reason. There was so much content. Obviously, it was 33 hours of a man rapping, um, but for some reason, they latched onto Beans. And so in his fan page, there was like, a third of them that became the Bean Army. And uh, last week, over the weekend, I think, Bean Dad started trending. Uh, I don't even want to mention the man's name. He is an awful person for a lot of other reasons. Uh, the Bean Dad thing that he was trending for was not the worst of those reasons. I'll come out and say it right now. Uh, it was definitely bad. It sucked. I talked to some people who made me understand why people were upset about it. But it's not even, like, why we should have canceled this man in the first place. So being dad's trending. And in my head, 
I go, oh, this reminds me of Watsky and the Bean Army. And I tweet, uh, when at G Watsky fans came to hashtag Bean Dad, they didn't expect this sort of abuse. And I have been on Twitter on a personal page for like three years. And I always get on and I at Watsky whenever he's doing questions or whenever he's like really into responding to his fan base, I get on there. I have never been responded to by Watsky um, outside of on his live streams for his album releases. And those were questions I sent on Facebook. So he has never seen me on Twitter once, right? This man responds to me, to this dumb tweet that nobody should have seen and just says, what? 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 Like, fuck, really? You see that, you see that thing. Um, so I, I just, I replied and I was just like, Bean Army was a huge thing after your Guinness World Record live stream, but Bean Dad is much less wholesome. To me, it was funny. I didn't expect him to look at it. And now I'm just, I'm so sorry, Watsky. I really am. Uh, I didn't mean to like make you feel like I was associating you with this terrible thing I was I was saying that it was like the opposite of what yeah I just I fucked up man I really did I'm sorry that was by far the funniest thing because she didn't even realize she he had responded and I'm like trying to message her back I'm like hey hey he responded you know that she's like what what do you mean mm-hmm. he responded? And I'm like, look. And yeah. sure enough, she starts flipping her lid. Yep. Like it was a I gosh had a darn D&D session. Yep. Uh, and funny enough, the D&D session is with a bunch of other Watsky fans. Like we all met on that fan page. And I was like, guys, I fucked up. Here's why. And they all started laughing at me. So not only was this the longest apology and like one of the only apologies I've ever done, but it just, ah, man, I was an idiot. I really, really was. So I'm sorry, Watsky. I'm sorry so much. So much. But, you know, that's just how, like, I want to say that's just how 2020 went. But unfortunately, I tweeted this in the early stages of 2021. However, the the earliest stages of 2021. Right. Something that we need to kind of address is the fact that, like, the early stages of a new year is very much the same as the last year. So I'm just going to call that 2020. And, Boss, why don't you uh, tell us about the guest that we are roasting? On the fire. Oh my goodness. I don't think you are ready to hear about the guest. It's probably the most well known guest that we have had to date, uh, two episodes in. And we are roasting, that's right, the entire year of 2020. Like, we're about to absolutely eviscerate this man's and get him an ambulance. Um, Today, we are pulling directly from a Mashable article that I have pulled up here. Uh, 58 things you probably forgot happened in 2020. We're not going to talk about all 58 because they don't really matter. Um, 
but uh, first thing we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about Megxit when uh, when uh, Harry and Meghan left the royal family. Um, remember right. when that happened in the beginning stages of last year? Like, was that the beginning? I felt like it just happened yesterday. No, this was wow. according to this tweet that I'm looking at here. Uh, Harry and Meghan leaving the royal family uh, was this guy tweeted about it on January eighth, twenty twenty. So that was that's approximately 363 years ago, years ago, days ago. Apologies. You're right. Yeah. Um, No, it was years. Twenty. Every single day of 2020 was a full on year. It honestly felt like it. Um, Brexit, like Brexit, was literally just Mm -hmm. finalized a couple days ago. But like Brexit, actually, that's when uh, Brexit actually was voted on. Um, Parasite won Best Oscar. Won the Oscar for Best Film. That was pretty cool. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I don't even know that that's a movie. Uh, I don't know what it's Parasite? about. Oh, it's yeah. such a good movie. I know nothing. Oh my gosh, you are a horrible person. Um, this is true, but I, you know, um, I've already outlined that in the very beginning of this um, podcast. So okay, uh, I ha- I looking at this, I do know what it is. I just didn't know it was called Parasite, and I haven't seen it. So it's phenomenal. Um, uh, I forgot. I didn't even know this was a thing. Um, apparently, there were locust swarms in Africa. This was on there January. Were, yes, January twenty seventh. According, it was the worst locust swarm in decades. Yep. Uh, destroys crops in East Africa. So, so do you want to know that. the most disgusting thing about me? <laughs> Please do. I was seven years old. And Uh-oh. I was obsessed with Fear Factor. Fear Factor is the only reason Joe Rogan uh, is a good person in my mind. Otherwise, he's really, really terrible and super bad. I shouldn't call him out like that, but I will. Uh, he's not a good person. Fuck Joe and that's Rogan. okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, it's, he has such a weird line. I think that he's on his own planet, and that's okay. Um, he's not terrible, like, two people, which is good. It's just the things that he says is outrageous. Um, Absolutely. So, obsessed with Fear Factor. And I begged my mom for months to get me on Fear Factor because there were those episodes where kids were on with their parents. And I was like, I can do this. I don't know who I'm going to do it with, but I can do this. And finally, one day, we're uh, at a friend's house. And she says that if I eat a cicada, she'll get me on Fear Factor. Because, like, it's a bug. I am absolutely squeamish. I don't like bugs. And so she was like, she'll never do it. And on Fear Factor, you have to eat really gross stuff. So it, it's my way out, right? I, it's, I don't know if you know, but cicadas are awful. They make it to the palm of my hand. It was ginormous. And I and I ate it in front of my mom. And she goes, I meant a live one. You have to eat a live one. Maybe a year. And then we both go out and catch live ones. And she can't even get it into her mouth before she starts vomiting. For good reason. Haven't been on Fear Factor ate two bugs and yeah i i tell her that all the time i remind her that she didn't get me on fear factor and i mean she definitely doesn't care which is okay but now it's 
you know, too late because I'm vegetarian, so it wouldn't work out anyway. But, yeah, locust swarms. What else happened? Are we going to get into February anytime soon? This seems like oh, three this years is, worth of news. And we're just in so January. There's so much to talk. There's so much to talk about, <laughs> honestly. But we're gonna kind of we're gonna kind of blow through some of these because some of these we're gonna talk. There are a couple ones that I want to talk about specifically, but yes. um, the locust swarms. Uh, there was uh, Harvey Weinstein was sentenced. Uh, yes. Michael Bloomberg ran for president. Um, okay. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens couldn't understand why people dying from COVID nineteen was bad. Vanessa um, Hudgens, really. Yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, Australia uh, was on fire, and then California got on fire. It was yes, and Colorado um, as well, right? I believe so. Yes. Um, World War Three memes were a thing because there was the whole issue with Iran. Yes, um, and that is still an issue. Might I add to everyone who doesn't know about it? Trump uh, led the team that assassinated a military general over there like a a leader and uh they have been calling on the nation um to arrest trump and 12 other leaders who had a hand in this assassination and originally they declined um because it's not in their jurisdiction no this wasn't jamal khashoggi and just recently, at the anniversary of his death, they asked again to have him arrested. That's really how it be. Mm-hmm. I, wish it, I wish it wasn't, but it is. Um, it is. Uh, tr- uh, Trump was acquitted. Yes. Um, uh, there was the mass toilet paper shortage of 2020. It, well, can I just ask, why toilet paper? I get the hand sanitizer. I understand cleaning products, paper towels. That's fine. You got to use paper towels to clean surfaces. What the fuck were we worried about toilet paper for? Anyone? If, um, if, you, if you know, please send us, send us an email. Um, our losing arguments at gmail.com. Let us know why people were obsessed with toilet paper. Please do. Um, let's take a look here. Oh, there was a whole debate on whether or not Chris Cuomo, uh, uh, sorry, not Chris Cuomo, Andrew Cuomo has nipple piercings. If he does, I have mad respect. That's fine. That shit hurts. Uh, hurts real bad. So, get it, Cuomo. Also, what, like, why is there the idea that leaders and prestigious people shouldn't have body altercations? Like, don't go crazy with it, I understand hmm. that, and make sure that they're not offensive, but, like, tattoos, piercings, let them live. It's okay. Oh, jeez. But still, I would very much like to know if Andrew Coma has nipple piercings. Yeah. Please send that. Please send that. Let please send us... the direct information mm-hmm. to me ASAP. Tell us, Cuomo. Um. Send apparently, a, a pic. 
apparently a Bolivian orchestra was trapped in a castle by wolves. Um, this sounds like some medieval shit, but okay. This is from the Variety. A Bolivian orchestra has been stranded in a German castle for 73 days during the pandemic. The castle's woodlands are also home to several packs of wolves. Wow. Lovely. Um, oh, remember when uh, Chris Evans' dick pics got leaked? I remember when Chris Evans' dick pics got released and everybody was like, no, protect this man, he didn't mean to. But literally the, the week before, Candace Cameron Bird yes. released a photo of her husband grabbing her boob over the shoulder and everyone went crazy. They were like, this is ridiculous, why do you let your husband do this? He's humiliating you. That's not humiliation. She obviously allowed it to be posted. She accepted it. She enjoys the relationship that they have. Why are we berating her for it? That's an awesome thing. Like, yeah. So fuck Chris Evans and his dick pics. Good for Candace Burr. Let's uh let's change the Oh, absolutely. Um Kanye West ran for president. He did. Can I also, I know that it's 2021 and we're talking about 20, but Kanye and Kim are also getting a divorce because what? Kim said that she's had enough. But can I just say, eight years ago when they got together, nobody thought Kim was going to be the one saying it's enough. Everyone believed Kanye would be like, all right, this family crazy. Times I'm have out. truly changed. It has. Nobody cares about so, the Kardashians anymore. Everybody cares about what the fuck Kanye is doing. This is true. Um, yeah. TikTok was going to get banned like eight times. Yep. Still um, have not been on when, TikTok. So. Remember when everything was cake, Danny? Everything was cake? You don't, never heard about this? There was this whole viral trend about people trying to make super realistic things out of cake. <gasps> yes! They were doing those weird, like, moss-looking terrariums. Yep. Oh, man. It like, I've ate a cicada, and I would not eat one of those things. That scares me a lot. Weird, fle weird flex, but okay. Hey, I'm out here. Um, yeah, uh, that was super gross. There, there is also, I don't know if it's Korean, Japanese where it originates but there is a tv show where they just go around trying to see what object in the room is made of chocolate and if they can figure it out they get money so I they just that. go around biting uh, furniture until something i works. know exactly what you're talking about i've seen <laughs> yeah. clips of that um there's also uh quibi um quibi was launched quibi. and then it launched and then, yeah, sucked. Right. Get this, $1.7 billion for for Quibi. Like, they they used that much money to That's create how much, the... how much money they, they spent to get all the licensing and how much they spent to get Quibi up and running, and it crashed in, within six months. Which is so weird, because as a society, we have such little attention spans, so you would think 15 minutes of something yeah. would be perfect. Hey, but don't, discount, no. don't discount 15 minutes. 15 minutes could just save you 15% or more on car insurance, okay? Let's just, let's just calm down, okay? Or it can create the best KFC movie that there's ever been. 
because it's the only KFC movie that there's ever been. This is true. That's that's a we're gonna have to talk about that in a future episode because that's a whole episode on its own. Yeah, that is um, just a whole segment. We're, we're gonna we're gonna take a whole break from Christmas movies to talk about the uh, KFC movie, but we'll we'll get back to that at a later date. Technically, we can call that a Christmas movie because it was released in Christmas. That's true. Technically speaking, we can do uh-huh. that. Um, next up. After Quibi, I'm looking, scrolling, find, trying to find something half decent to look at. Oh, um, Operation Varsity Blues, the college admission scandal, uh, with uh, um, with Lori Laughlin, with Lori Laughlin, and like two other famous families. Yeah, she was yeah. just released from prison after two months, and her husband is still serving his five month sentence. So, <laughs> suck yeah. To suck. I think that I. How much of a hand did the kids have in that? Like, did they know None. that it happened? They had no idea. Okay, so why are they coming out issuing apologies for something that they had nothing to do with? Oh, I think that it's is... absolutely ridiculous that we're attacking the children when they just well, went to college. Like, they didn't know that they were given this special treatment because well, of their parents. Lori Laughlin, um, well, the thing is with, uh, I'm trying to find it exactly, um, uh, Olivia Jade is her daughter, um, yes, because, uh, she actually has a YouTube channel, um, and she has posted to her YouTube channel about what her goals are in college, she's like, I don't really care about, you know, the academics, I just want to go to parties and go to the football games and, like, showed a very ungratefulness. Ivanka Trump uh, uh, ruined Goya beans. Um, she ruins everything. She, she uh, promoted uh, Goya beans, um, who apparently is a uh, whose CEO is a big Trump supporter. So that's interesting. Um, this is just a funny story. Ivanka's Trump childhood friend that she blamed a fart on somebody else. Which I mean, are we surprised? Like, are, no. we, are we really, really surprised here? Um. Steve Bannon was indicted for stealing Build the Wall money. Remember, they started that whole uh, campaign. Was he also pardoned? I don't know if Steve Bannon has been pardoned. I have to check that that up in a minute. It's okay. And... uh, uh, I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Oh, Schnapple. Rudy Giuliani was caught in a compromising position with Borat's fictional underage daughter. Remember that? That absolutely did happen. It happened that very absolutely recently. did happen. There's a lot of things about the Rudy Giuliani thing. Like people are coming to his defense, saying that he just had to get on the bed to fix his shirt, and all of the information that would make it okay was cut out. But of course it was, because this was a Borat film. And if you're dumb enough to fall for Sasha Conan, Conan Barrett, then I don't feel bad for you. And nobody should. You're dumb should. enough to fall for Borat. <laughs> yeah. You're dumb enough to fall for Borat. Then you should not be leading that... a council to overturn the election result. <laughs> you couldn't get anybody better. Yikes. There wasn't Yikes. someone more qualified. But... Yikes. True truer words have never been said. I know, just Um, dropping those truth bombs on you. The the truth bombs, they're too strong. They're too strong (laughs) for me. 
Um, but um, last couple things here before we wrap up our roast of 2020. Um, Pentagon released uh, UFO footage. I, nope, 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 cut, nope, 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 I don't fuck with UFOs. I don't fuck with UFOs. Uh, I've seen so many headlines, and I read a lot Cheermeister, of- Cheermeister, they're all coming for you. <laughs> nope, I can't do it. I'm like, if I don't read this article, it means it's not real. Um, no, I don't, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> Uh, maybe next year, guys. Like, why? Why, Pentagon? Everything that's happened. Why? What was the reason? You couldn't wait another year. You couldn't Um, wait another year. Oh, this will be great to finish up. You'll love this. Scientists also found a possible microbial life on Mars and water on the moon. That's what I like to call, that's what I like to call a WAP. (laughs) <laughs> that's a that's a wet ass planet. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with that. Oh, but I'm oh, so and, glad oh I know. There. I got you. I, I got love you. It. it was perfect. Um, oh man. But transitioning away so, from 2020. Well, the, let's well, say 2020 okay. sucked for a lot of people. It was also okay for some people. Good riddance. Goodbye. Thanks a lot. 2021 looks exactly like 2020 so far. Maybe even a little worse because of this Senate thing, but we'll get to that at a later date. So here we are. 2020 side B. That's uh, yeah. that's what we're calling 2021. Speaking and of... And we're ready for 2022. Absolutely. Speaking of wet-ass planets, uh, CM. Mm, yeah. Let's talk, let's talk about what you're drinking today. So... I feel, and maybe I'm wrong, and I will also say that I don't want to, you know, I don't care. Um, If you're under 18, this segment is not for you right now. It is is. most of the other times, but, oh, wait, 21. I lied. Under 21. That's the legal (gasps) drinking age. Yes. (laughs) What better way to ring in the new year than drunk? See him over here in Canada. I, I mean, can I, I would move to Canada. They've got snow. <laughs> That's all I need. Um, gotcha. Fair. So, yeah, I just feel like the best way to not be reminded that the new year is the same as last year is to be drunk through all of it. So, my go-to that I'm bringing to the table is cranberry juice and peach brandy. And I use the Palmasan brand. Um, It has to be peach brandy. If it's just regular brandy, it does not taste as sweet. It's not like it hits a little too strong if you're not into alcohol. But if you're like uh, the um, cranberry juice and peach creates a beautiful taste on your palate um it is even if you mix it half and half the cranberry juice is enough to lessen the hit of alcohol in your on your tongue um and honestly two ingredients it is the simplest mixed drink you could ever have 
Cranberry juice, I'm talking like the sugar stuff. Don't get that organic crap. It's that's awful. Don't ever, even if you're not mixing it with alcohol, don't ever get the organic cranberry juice. If you have a UTI, the stuff with sugar works just as well. I promise you. I know that a whole bunch of medical doctors are cringing right now, but also, if you have a UTI, go to the fucking doctor. <laughs> that's fair. That's, that's You make a very don't good point there. drink alcohol if you have a UTI. Now, I love cranberry juice and peach brandy. I think it's super easy. It's simple. This is a drink that was shown to me at a friend and colleague at Starbucks. Obviously not while we were on duty, but at his house afterwards, this was the perfect relaxed drink. Brandy makes me tired. I know that alcohol has a different effect on everyone, but for me, brandy, if nothing else is going on, I get sleepy. And so it's the perfect put me to bed sort of thing. Um, and I don't wake like you. It's just perfect. Uh, so if you're not looking to get wine drunk, you don't want to wake up with a sledgehammer on your brain the next morning. Peach brandy and cranberry juice. Boss, fight me. See, this is an easy win for me. Uh, simply, be simply because, check this out. I don't drink. Uh, I have a medical condition that makes alcohol hurt me quite a bit. So what I have brought to the table is I have brought Liquid Death. It is a uh, canned water company um, out of, I believe, California that has their water from the, uh, I believe, from the Swiss Alps. Um, it is canned. They're, they come in, like, the tall boys, so, like, the same size as, like, a monster or, you know, one of those. It is in a recyclable can um, that gets super, super chilled, super, super cold, and it is by far some of the best water that I have ever drank in my life. It is, uh, comes in both, both uh, sparkling and not sparkling. I'm a non-sparkling person myself, simply because it's more cool and crispy that way. But you know, mine. I can drink whenever. I can drink wherever. Uh, it doesn't make me tired. It makes me hydrated. I don't hate myself after drinking it. And their marketing is pretty top-notch. They go for this whole like heavy metal, like murder your thirst kind of vibes and i appreciate that you know it makes me feel makes me feel super cool and super tough um contrary to what uh, reality may have you believe and the thing is when it comes to alcohol you know peach and cranberry sounds disgusting just sounds straight up and down horrific my water that's all it is. It's just water. It's good water. Still just water. It doesn't give you a headache. Will actually help take away your headache. So, I can have mine whenever, wherever I want. However much I want. And you know what's going to happen to me? I'm just going to pee more. That's, that's all the effects of me drinking it more. Or negative effects of me drinking it more. Everything else is positive. Plus... 
I got nothing. That's really the end of my spiel. I thought I had one more thing, mm-hmm. but I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Peach brandy and cranberry juice. Like, Listen, the whole heavy metal on water is so down your throat. And the whitest thing we'll ever say on this podcast is that water is crispy and delicious. And this water is better. Like that is the whitest thing we'll say is correct. that water has different taste. Um, I'm a firm believer that it doesn't water is water, uh, unless it's like dirty Crick water, then it's water. Mm-hmm. Now but you also I have will... to understand that you're very white for saying that you like cranberry juice and peach brandy. That's white girl. Wi- that's white girl wasted Wednesdays. Kind uh, of shit okay. Right there. That is not true. White girl wasted all about twist or i mean i guess twisted tea right now um but white claw that is white girl wasted that's where that's... the basic is mm-hmm. this is still a uh a spirit it is not just beer it's full-on liquor the alcohol t- content is uh incredible And liquid death, I just feel like, is a really good way to get a police officer to come up and question you about why you're drinking in public. Um, And I know that it'll be dismissed because it's just water, but that's still terrifying. I don't want to give the police any reason to come ask me what I'm drinking. Um, Also, it is a pandemic. And for me, and a lot of people, that means staying pulled up in a house all day so your argument of being able to drink it whenever wherever however does not apply right now because i can also drink cranberry juice and peach brandy whenever okay so you need to make up your mind because it's either a police officer questioning you or I can drink it whenever and wherever I want. You can't have both. Well, my wherever is in my house because I can't go anywhere. Okay, then we don't have to worry about police coming up and questioning me. But you can go places. Why can't I go places? Why can't you I go can. places? No, you We're in the middle of a pandemic. We're in the middle of a pandemic. You work. You go places. You have to go outside into your car and then go inside to the office. And okay, that I'm... is two opportunities wow. for a police officer to see you. Are you shaming me for being an essential worker? Not even is a this, little is, bit. Is this essential worker shame? <laughs> I'm telling my mom and she's going to be so disappointed in you. <laughs> she's going to be like, how dare you? Um, my baby. I will, um, I will I will not concede this argument, but you do have several very good points. I so, do. I am well, very well, glad that you feel that. While um, I am not going to concede this race, because that would be ridiculous, because obviously I'm right, yet, I will say you yet, have better points on your side than I do. See, I, I appreciate this. Um, episode two, we're just going to keep this streak going of CM wins. But I'm not done talking about it if you're not going to concede yet. You can so continue. The, I'm not, I'm not I, going to concede. I, that I see you messing is... around in, my, in, in, our, in our text document. Oh, trying yeah. to mess up, mess up my statements. I'm, I'm, I'm like, sorry. I'm don't sorry. you dare. You're right. I'm not, like, not going to backspace anything. I was just Hands I will apologize. be thrown. <laughs> I believe it. So the other problem that people might make is that you can have yours fizzy if you want. 
the best thing about my drink is you can add whatever you want if you want to. I add a little bit. I always water down my drinks. I am super weird. Um, it's not like in my head. It's so that it can um, last longer. But that's not at all the reason. Um, I just don't like it being so sweet on the back of my mouth, you know, where it hits your right in the jaw. Um, so you can add a little bit of water to it. This also helps with the alcohol content. Um, you'll often see people adding water to whiskey. There is no wrong way to drink whiskey. There's no wrong way to drink alcohol. Add what you want, right? So in mine, I put a little bit of water in it and buried some peach brandy. But if you, if you want a little bit of fizz, you want some of that sparkling in there, hey, sparkling water exists. Hey, Sprite exists. Both of those things are great additives that you can put into this drink to make it punch a little bit more. Um, so there is, you know, you had two options there now you've got two options for mine so that's that's always helpful um additionally you can change the alcohol content if you want to like don't put as much in put even more in it's all up to you like this is your life you can do it with water it's just water it's plain and sure it hydrates you but so does cranberry juice and you you know you'll pee a lot if you drink cranberry juice and peach brandy too like it'll be just as much if you had one of those uh liquid deaths which i will give you look super cool right they really do it looks like a beer can and whenever i first saw it on two bears one cave with tom segura and burt kreischer i thought he was just drinking beer because that's not unlike burt to do ever but it is just water but the fact that it's in a can is what's getting me. It it seems like they're trying a little too hard. Um, it seems like they're pushing for some sort of marketing that just isn't hitting right. And with Palm Sun, uh, there are tons of different peach brandies. Get whatever brand is available to you or that you like. I always just go with Palmason because that's what was introduced to me. Um, their, their marketing is just, we're in a liquor store. That's it. It's not down your throat. It's not uh, death metal. But it will make you feel super death metal if you react to alcohol in a way that is... Uh, aggressive <laughs> like <laughs> so i think that also like liquid death it's not gonna add any courage if you have to go and like talk to somebody and you're not normally good at talking to somebody it's not gonna help it's just water it has no false confidence in it okay it does not boost your charisma at all it boosts your constitution. And yes, we've talked about how important that is. But if you already have a high constitution, you shouldn't be worried about drinking a little bit of alcohol in there. First of all, you know I'm a closet bard. Don't even get it twisted. My charisma is amazing. Yeah, but not everybody's is. Uh, True. It's very, 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 very true. 
Um, and especially, like, as we move forward, our charisma is just going to keep dropping. Not necessarily yours, not necessarily mine, but, I mean, it's going to get harder and harder for people to speak to strangers. And by, by charisma, are you talking about my titties? Like, I think my titties will just continue to drop. Just bum-bum, 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 I'm going to trump this um, because you have clearly won. Like the, it's Fuck you, yeah. okay. You've obviously won. I will not. <laughs> I will not. I will. I will not concede. But everybody knows but, that you won. There we go. Okay, I I will take that. You came to the table with a great suggestion, and I appreciate your efforts. But you also you also find to, to be the reigning champ. Seem, seem to have picked the only liquid that I do not drink on a regular basis. So you were like, you know what? Let's just fuck with. It buffs. was really important. Yeah, I mean, we'll go with whatever. and cranberry juice was important? Get your life together! It's so important to help everyone figure out how to get through this year. Because we sucked at getting through last year. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. We're canceling... We're canceling her. She's canceled. How dare you? Watch me. Already. I'll do it. it. I don't even have a career yet. I'll do it. Canceling me. Cancelled immediately. Ouch. Well, considering the fact that Watsky's already done it, I mean. Oh no! Ladies and gentlemen, I think our our fine uh, cheermeister co-host would like to bring something to my attention. Is that true? It absolutely is because you created this idea in my head last week that I cannot shake. And so I want to dive deeper into your I, your concept of bread and how it explains our mental state. But instead of the mental state, I want to talk about how it determines our alignment. So for those of you who don't know, and also subsequently for D&D 5e players, um, alignment is... The t- like how your character behaves. So I'm just gonna. I I want to have boss look at the uh, image that I uploaded, and I want you to talk about each one. And whenever we come to the one, I'm gonna explain what that alignment is, and we're going to either disagree or agree. Can can we do that? On whether or not it is correct. Yes. Or whether or not the okay. Um, firstly, I would like to point out there are no butt breads, butts of breads in these images, so we're already off to a They're rough start. They're not. We're off to a rough start. Um, I also learned uh, we're going to continue calling them butts of bread. That is how we've uh, set ourselves up. Apparently, though, they're called heels. They're called heels. Heels. I like, hate it. I hate like, it. Like H E E L S heel. Yes. Yes. Like the heel. Like the he- Oh, not the heel of my foot. He- no heel of my yeah. foot. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Um. Uh, first of all, I hate it. Um, exactly. <laughs> secondly, it sounds like somebody with somebody with a bread fetish came up with. Like, yep. oh my goodness. Yeah. Yep. I I've been such a bad boy. I deserve the heel. Um. <laughs> so that's a that's a that's a whole mood right there. Um. Yep. Um, trying to get comfortable 
in a new position because my back's killing me. I'm going to turn this here. And, okay, so first one, we're looking at Lawful Good. Using a bread box. Uh, now, Lawful Good is when creatures can be counted on as expected by society. So you are always going to uphold the law. You're never going to hurt people. Um, this is very much like Wonder Woman um, just always trying to do the best for people by the people um, upholding the law at every cost. And what we are looking at here is with regards to the bread is look using a bread box is simply the what looks to be the bread in the bag. Um, is that the bread in a bag or is that just the bread? I out don't of the think bag so. Yeah, I think that's the bread out of the bag. Um, I I I mean I'm pretty sure that it's supposed to be in the bag though. I believe it is supposed to be in the bag as well. Okay, so we're gonna say that it's in the bag, and they also okay. put it in a bread box. How do you feel? Uh, do you think this is lawful good? I think no. that's as good as you can be, right? Like a I, whole bread they, box? A whole bread box, but they didn't also secure it while it was in the bread box. So they still have an airflow getting in there. Okay, so it would be correct if they also secured it with whatever... With If they secured clip. it with any of the methods that they have listed here... That okay. would be perfectly okay, right. except for the except for the last two, I would say. Yeah, um, definitely. Which we'll get to, guys. Don't worry. Correct. Next um, up, okay. uh, Next up, we're going uh, we're going left to right, uh, row by row, pretty much going uh, good to uh, pretty much going from lawful to chaotic across the board. Yep. So, uh, from lawful good, we're going to lawful to a neutral good. Care to explain? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is when folks do the best that they can to help others. But also looking at some um, exceptions to the rule that they can kind of manipulate. And according to our bread mechanic, how do these people close the back? On par. I'd say this is a... I would say this is as on par you can get with regards to uh, neutral good. I think it's very accurate, I believe, because you've still secured the bag, not in the way that it was intended. Not the way that it was intended, but it's still regularly accessible to the people. Right, who using need it. a bag clip so. is yes, absolutely. That's that's a good point. I like where you went there. So next up, next up, chaotic good, which chaotic. is creatures acting as their conscience direct with little regards for what others expect. So this is people that really care about themselves they will still uphold some sort of moral code they're not just going to create chaos in their wake but they definitely don't care about others um if they have to hurt a few people it is what it is as long as it keeps them alive the bottle hack is essentially cutting off the top part of the bottle um and then threading the uh the bag through and then securing it with a bottle cap um I would say this seems excessive, right? It seems excessive, but it doesn't. It's not wrong either, because it is I, re readily reusable for all bags to come. It keeps the bread fresh inside, keeps all the pests out, keeps all the extra air out. 
Like probably more so than... And these people, the people that use the bottle hack don't care about how hard it is for other people in their home to get a piece of bread out. They are strictly worried about themselves keeping this bread uh, well, fresh. True. This is a, I this think is a, that, yeah. yeah. This is a personal, this is a personal use. This would be the kind of like, I need to protect my bread from hackers. Yeah. And we're going to use the bottle, bottle hack. So it is it is very much based off of what you described. I would say this describes it to a T. It is following your own conscience to do what is right and uh, not following by what other people expect from you. Mm-hmm. So I would say you got you got it there. Okay. So Moving we are de- three for three so far. Oh, we're two for three uh, because the lawful, th- lawful 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 good didn't quite oh, it. I counted it as okay because we were like, oh, but if they secure it. So, all right, yeah, two for three. I'm, t- I'm talking, that's, fine. Uh, that's that's an if, but it's not, they didn't. Okay, that's all right. Um, uh, lawful neutral mm-hmm. is the next one. So lawful neutral is individuals acting in accordance with law, tradition, or personal codes. So these people very much have a moral code to stand by and they do it to a T. Now, this doesn't mean that they don't hurt some people. If their code calls for it, then that's what they're going to do. And and what we have displayed is reusing the bag. It's reusing the bag clip, which is pretty much the thing that is originally used to seal the bread. Like you'll see it on store shelves um, mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yes. And and I would say, let me just kind of move around here a little bit. Um, and I would say, looking at it, we are. I would say, what is um, lawful neutral? I would give this a pass. I would say this one is on par because while you reusing the bag, the bag clip, the original bag clip, is not the worst thing in the world. It is still a far cry better than some of what is uh, what else can be used. And probably isn't the best tool around, but you are following the guidance of the bread manufacturers by putting the clip back on it. So at least it has it preserved in terms of how it looks. So I'll give it that. I would argue even that this is technically true neutral. In the way that you described, it's not the best. It's not the worst. True. I would would definitely give it that. Um, which brings us to our but next I one. I will defer to you. So which one, what do you think? Um, it, when you phrase it like that, I would say it would be considered a true neutral, not a lawful neutral. Okay. But then again, right. lawful, but actually, actually, no, we're going to go with lawful neutral because our lawful okay. in this set, in our, in this sense, is not the law of the household. It's the law of the bread manufacturers. They're the ones who yeah. originally set the bread in place. And so they are following the bread manufacturers original intention by um, correctly resealing the bag as the bread manufacturer uh, as the bread manufacturer uh, declares uh, bringing us next up to true neutral true neutral is the most basic DD alignment that there ever is this is for beginners and if you have played DD for years stop playing true neutral characters um there are they are the white bread of alignments 
Um, so this alignment prefers to steer clear of all moral questions. They don't take sides. They just do what seems best at the time. When I say that they steer clear, I don't mean that they evade questioning and they try to seem like they're on one side, but they're actually for another. No, they really don't care. Um, they are in it for the long haul. They just want to get through each encounter, so they will be whatever you want them to be. It's the worst alignment. It is, however, and I say the worst maybe because D&D is very much fantasy, and so to use it seems like a cheat because a lot of people can be uh, put as true neutral. Like, their actual real-life alignment is just trying to make sure that they aren't in any sort of fire. Um, so I feel like it's just too realistic to play true neutral. That being said, tell me how these people close up their bread bags, Juice. In probably one of the worst displays that we've seen thus far, True Neutral is described as uh, using a rubber band to secure the bag of bread, which right. I, first of all, I hate because... Just the worst. Who has rubber bands just hanging out in the kitchen? Band, who, has, who has decided that this, you know what I want to do with this rubber band? I want to secure my bread with it. Like, Absolutely. that is, first of all, wrong. Secondly, um, True Neutral, I would give it, this is absolutely completely completely wrong um i really don't like it um i don't know what what bread how we would confer how would we would do a true neutral um how a true neutral bread securing would work but i don't think it's with a rubber band because it just doesn't feel correct there's, so, uh, yeah, True Neutral trying to not... True Neutral really tries to stay out of the fire. They don't want to create any sort of emotions. They don't want to start anything. So whatever that is, you have a stranger... Not a stranger. You have an acquaintance walk into your home, and they are coming over for dinner, and they walk into the kitchen, and they see your bread bag on the counter. What will make them not say anything? Not question you about how you've closed it? That's really the question we're asking here. And you're right. Mm. Rubber band does not do it. I would question someone for that. Uh, you know what I would say? Mm -hmm. I would say rolling it up. I would say rolling it up. I would say taking the excess plastic of the paper, uh, plastic of the bread bag, yes. yep, and and rolling it up, and I see exactly tucking, what you're saying here. Tucking in the sides, no exter nothing external. True neutral is just like you didn't use any extra tools. You didn't use yep. what the manufacturer gave you, but you're also not being yeah. uh, uncourteous to your yep. bread. Um, you're still securing it, but you're not using any extra tools or anything that any anything that didn't come with the bread, you're not using. I agree. Um, you're literally using the base components. Um, next up is chaotic neutral. Can you explain? So I align 
as chaotic, chaotic neutral, because these creatures just follow their own whims, holding their personal freedom above all else. So they will do whatever it takes to continue getting by every single day with a, a little extra on hand. So chaotic neutral. Just whatever they fucking want to do. Um, chaotic neutral, this is probably, this is very accurate. It's the twist and tuck method. You pretty much take a bag, you spin the bread around, so it makes, so pretty much twists the bag, and then you tuck the bag, tuck the rest of the bag excess underneath the bread as you place it down on the countertop. I would say uh -huh. this is pretty, I think this is pretty, uh, pretty on par, because it really does whatever the fuck you want. Um, yep. you're going for, you're going for speed more than uh -huh. anything. Um, Absolutely. speed, you much you're in, you're out, you're in it for yourself and you're yep. not in it for anybody else. And th they can deal with, they can deal with the excess afterwards. Yep. Um, so I would say the twist and tuck method is pretty chaotic neutral to a T. Uh-huh. Um, and it's important to note on that, like really emphasizing the fact that it's for you. You want to get in, get out, be done. And yes. the fastest way to do that is to just twist it, not tie it up, not put anything on it. Twist it and tuck it under so that it is easy to access next time you want a sandwich. So very much chaotic neutral there. I agree. Uh, next up is lawful evil. Lawful evil are creatures that methodically take what they want with in the limits of a code of tradition, loyalty, or order. This is very much like Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, code um, is more of guidelines. And also the code, ha like you have to be a pirate for the code to apply to you. That is lawful evil. They take what they want. They have a moral code, but it is only applied to other people in that community like you wouldn't steal from someone who is the same as you sort of thing um and with that in mind the the example provided is tying a knot in the bread bag which first of all fuck you um secondly absolutely i, I wouldn't dip i mean depends on what we're defining as a knot are we talking like we're talking like a full, like tying it as tight as possible and just leaving it there. Or so the way I imagine this is they went to somebody's house, they made a sandwich, and then they tied a knot in their bread bag. So they are not doing it at their own. Because that that's like they have to open that knot then. And that's ridiculous. Like the way that they would open it is freaking cutting it. Um, so that's how I'm imagining it. And if you imagine it where not their bread, then it's perfect. But Correct. you let me know. I also imagined it in the sense of if we're following the lawful, the, the idea is you're using, using something, something, uh, that was meant for securing methods. You are right. using the bag clip in lawful neutral to the like the original bread clip, or you're using a bread box. You're using a tool intended to secure bread. Mm -hmm. So, if we're talking about bread in less uh, realistic sense, and by proxy, how like 
lawful lawful is all, all about following the rules and following like a pre 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 preordained order um regardless of what that order stands for um i would say lawful evil is putting it in a safe at their own home in their own home correct yeah yeah it's that's like perfect. Their so lawful like evil has to yes has to secure the bread but the bread still has to be accessible to them because mm -hmm. lawful evil is you're still in it for you're you're not necessarily you're in it for the for a for a larger ordeal or a larger meaning and mm -hmm. tying it does no good for anybody regardless if it's your bread or not um but if you were to put it in a safe you're still following a form of order and it is it, it is it can be reaccessed you just need to know the combination and so absolutely you're pretty much making it extremely difficult to reobtain the bread that you have secured away so i would say for lawful evil it is incorrect yeah that's fair i will agree with you our second to last is neutral evil this alignment is for those who do whatever they can get away with without compassion or any qualms they don't have emotions about the crimes that they've committed um as long as they can get out without getting caught they will do it so what we're but looking that here... that is very important to note is they won't just do anything they have to be sure that they can get away with it so this method is the tucking method, where the twist and tuck and chaotic neutral, we're talking about the just tuck. We're talking about literally just putting the rest of the excess of the bag underneath the bread, dropping it, leaving it be. Based off of what you've described here, uh, Chairmeister, I would absolutely agree with you that this is correct. But to add just a little bit more evilness to it, because this mm -hmm. is evil. We are in it the evil, evil category. This terrible. The orientation on the bread is wrong. At the moment, the bread is resting... Um, the bread is resting, like, uh, on its crust, you know, bottom side down, obviously. I think um, I know where you're going. Go ahead. The, the orientation needs to be flipped up. So, so it is standing straight up. Correct. Yes, I do agree with this. It is simple. It is easy. All you're talking about is you make your sandwich, you secure it, you place it down, and you're gone. That's it. Yep. So whoever yeah. has to use the bread next has to contend with has to contend with dealing with uh, getting the bread out from without completely dumping all their slices all over the yeah. all over the counter. I completely agree. So, but in that we're going to make it it is wrong. So, um, finally, yeah. and perhaps the one that I'm most upset about is chaotic mm. evil. Chaotic evil is just there to act in violence. They are spurred by greed, hatred, bloodlust, no real reason whatsoever. Some of just terrible because they want to be terrible. Cough, cough, a uh, character that we recently played with in a campaign. I don't um, want to talk about it. Everything still hurts. Yeah, they, they don't care whatsoever. Uh, they're in it for themselves, but even like... They don't care if it creates any sort of joy for them. They just want to incite violence. They want to be terrible. Um, and the difference between them and neutral evil, which again is important to note, 
is that they will do it even if they get caught. They will do whatever they want whenever. Right in front of the uh, law enforcement if they want to. Um, this is pretty easy for me because the picture got it close. They were very close. Not quite there yet. Um, okay. Securing the bread. Very simple. What we're looking at here is the person just left the bag open. They did what Which they means that with they the bread. didn't secure it at all. Correct. Where, the way to make this even more chaotic evil, because once, like previously, this is the evil category. The way to make mm -hmm. this more evil, take away the bag. Yes, yes. I was hoping you would say that. Just all you do, put it all on the counter. Put it all on the counter, because you haven't taken away the bread. You haven't stolen the bread. You haven't ruined the bread. But you have pretty much removed everybody else's sake at saving the bread. Yes. So, um, all of these evils could have absolutely been a lot more evil. But, that being said, I think that by removing the bag, you are officially chaotic evil. You have taken away... Because if you leave the bag, you're still allowing it to become any other sorts of that. You could easily adjust it from chaotic evil to lawful good because the bag would still be there that's an easy fix you take away the bag you can't be lawful good you can't be any of those things anymore it is purely chaotic evil yep i agree so that is a very fun uh segment i enjoyed talking about this like i said you got the wheels turning about this bread discussion for me and this showed up on one of my D&D pages that I frequent. And I was like, they, I mean, not only do they listen, but they got it eerily correct on what I'm interested in right now. Absolutely. So thank you for indulging me. And my, my expertise I, I'm gonna is always ask, available. It, it really is. And I truly appreciate that about you, boss. Um, I'm going to ask to be indulged for a little bit longer because I have something that is truly cathartic for me. Uh, it creates so much rage inside my little about, tiny uh, body. Are we talking about our next segment? Yes. I oh, am. goodness gracious. I saw this Move and I was on. just... I saw this and I was like, I am ready to put myself on mute and just listen. So yeah, you guys are going to yeah. be hearing a lot of CM here over the next oh, yeah. however long she would like to rant for. But uh, when she needs I've got when she, feelings. When she needs me, she'll tap me back in. For But for the time being, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Boss. I'm going silent because I don't want to get caught in the rage zone. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely what we're calling it from now on. So I was watching uh, Love, Death, and Robots, which is great. It is a animated series on Netflix. It has tons of like 20-minute uh, scenes that have nothing to do with one another. A lot of it is great. I really like the different art styles. The original Quibi, you could say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The problem is... Being naked. What is the point? If I wanted easily accessible and I would watch, like, uh, Game of Thrones, I, I could not get past the first episode. 
in movies. It caution from you want to know that the siblings were having sex and joffrey was the brother's son there is a much easier way to do that that does not include showing them fucking each other in the first five minutes and that's a simple she's in a robe and she opens the door and you briefly see the brother in the background getting dressed that's all it takes and they don't do it. They consistently don't do that. They have to show, for whatever reason, two people having sex. It does not create any sort of enjoyment for the listener or for the watcher, for the people who are looking at this with their parents. Like, there are so many things I refuse to watch with my mom because of this. It's even hard for me to watch it with my sister, with other people in the room. It is awkward. Like, yes, uh, sexuality, bodies, it's all incredible. Don't get me wrong, I love that. But I don't want to be forced to watch these things unknown while I'm with other people. It creates a lot of awkwardness for me, and I'm sure a lot of listeners that are hearing this rant right now, like... And it just doesn't stop. Like, they just continue to do it. And it is bothersome to me. The other thing that annoys me, Love, Death, and Robots was a lot. It was all animation, right? And animated boobs have never been correct. Ever. They can't get it right. And that's because they're not supposed to be drawn. They're these squishy, beautiful little things on women's chests. And they're great. And they don't adhere to gravity. Every single one is different. Some people have one that's bigger than the other. Some have little tiny ones. Some have huge ones. There is so much variety. And all animation ever cares about is drawing the ones that don't exist on tiny frames. There is a small amount of people on the planet who are tiny waist and d cups so very little and that's all that animation cares about and that creates a culture that made me uncomfortable with my size for 20 years like i know that like as i was maturing all i could hope for was big boobs that's all i wanted and i didn't get that and it took me so long to be comfortable in my body and to see them drawing these things unproportioned, uh, unsuccessfully, and without uh, any care for how they actually and like fall whenever somebody's laying down or moving, it makes me so uncomfortable to watch. And there was especially this one scene in Love, Death, and Robots. I unfortunately don't remember the episode name. Um, but they are on a ship. They get transported to this very terrifying planet. He thinks that he meets a girl that he used to speak to, and they have sex. Like, he just went through this traumatic experience. He's not where he's supposed to be, and they just show a scene of them having, like, very explicit sex. And... Again, if I wanted to watch that, if I wanted to, uh, there is hentai porn 
there's so much i promise you i it's a category um i would watch it you know people would watch that if that's what they wanted if you want to create those sorts of scenes create those sorts of scenes but put it where people can watch it and they know that they're watching it alone they're ready to enjoy that like i don't understand why we continue to do these things it honestly makes me like it makes me ragey but i also want to cry about it kind of like i i i it takes the entire plot out of the show like i am not i i don't care now like i don't want to finish this episode because how much more of this is it going to be it was legitimately at least two minutes of a sex scene and that is number one too long but also just uncomfortable i was sitting there watching it with someone else and like i it's not because they made it uncomfortable but i don't like watching those sorts of things with other people and it just like immediately reminded me of the time that i watched snakes on a plane with my dad and like he again didn't make it uncomfortable but i was like i don't want to i don't want to see this woman get bit in the tits with somebody else in the room like that's it's so awkward for me i i i just can't do it um and the fact that it's so prominent uh, even today is crazy to me i hear my voice breaking um i honestly like I can't even understand why they continue to do it. Like I thought, um, uh, it, it was very clear that they used to have a fling in the episode in Love, Death, and Robots. Um, they could have, like, went on kissing and passionately, like, having a makeout session underneath covers if they wanted to. But it was just, like, boobs in your face. And I... I it makes me so uncomfortable like because you're just watching this thing going oh this is this is the standard of beauty that everybody wants large boobs and a tiny waist and unachievable hips like i can't be that and it makes me feel really not only bad about myself but like not want to keep watching like i said it was it doesn't add to the story um i don't need to know that they hooked up i really don't and it can be implied. You, there are so many ways to just have implications. You can imply that these things happen without having to show it on screen. And it, it's frustrating to me. Um, I, again, don't understand why we continue to try and draw, especially these things that are so they're just fluid like they move in a way that artists can't create they just can't and there was another episode where they were in a groundhog day loop of killing one another and literally the entire episode was her in a robe all you saw were her boobs constantly the guy was dressed didn't see his dick flopping around but boob were on screen the whole time and the argument that someone made to me was that she was a stripper wouldn't you want to um you know obviously she's a stripper she's going to be naked she's doing this strip scene right now she could have been anything 
Like, the idea that she had to be a stripper because what other boss would have a gun in his office? Plenty. Plenty of illegal uh, activity that happens could be that also. She could be a drug dealer. She would have her clothes on for that. And her boss would have a gun. And so, like, just having to watch this 15-minute episode of Boob in my face... The drawing already was very there were and a vivid colors. Um, it was I hated this episode more than any other one. Um, the fact that her boobs were flopping around while she's running didn't add to anything. Um, and like the idea of oh, it shows how frantic she is. She can close a robe. Um, she was able to put shoes on. But she didn't close her robe. Uh, it, I just had issues with it. So I I can't stand. Uh, get the fuck out! Please stop creating these scenes in Hollywood. Please stop drawing them in anime. If I want to watch them, I'll watch porn. And people do like that's the thing. Porn is such a large industry. If you want to create those, do it. For porn! <laughs> like, it is not hard to just change your audience. I promise you, the people who are watching it on TV will be just as happy to only see it on the internet. Swear to God. Uh, and, and there are also people who want to watch these things with their partners or with other people. They can do that too! It's not like they can't just share their screen with somebody else, but like, creating so much of this nudity in what we watch... Oh, I get so angry about it. Um, that's... Uh, yeah. Boss, I don't know if you want to join in in how you feel about it, if you just... Because I will get more ragey if you... Not if you argue with me, but, like, if you talk about it at all, I'm gonna, like, add on to that. So, you you let me know how you feel, or if we're just moving on to the segment, because I got my feelings out that I'm not gonna say that they've been trapped inside since I've watched that TV show, but, like, very much so. I've been raging silently about it since then. I only have two things, and then we can move on to the next segment. Okay. One, I don't like to watch sex scenes with my parents. Thank you. Two, no, who does? Two, two, I'm actually the opposite of uh, what you said. I have a uh, small titties, big waist. So... <laughs> I am the opposite of, uh, of beauty standards. And yes. uh, if you would like to... Uh, sympathize with me you can donate to uh directly to my paypal <laughs> um, but yeah if if you don't mind we can transition perfect let's do it so next up we're going to be talking about it kind of came up last week but we're kind of making it into our new segment we kind of want to talk about the most recent trending topics and trending memes that have come across First of all, since we last recorded, uh, 2021 has happened, and there has all been... All six days of it. All six days yes. of it. And there was a meme that came out where everybody was shouting, everybody posted, Jumanji! Um, in, uh, in 
of the same vein that, you know, when you beat in the movie Jumanji as well as the new adaptations, when you beat the game, you had to do the last task and then shout Jumanji and you'd be teleported out of the game, teleported out of this alternate reality. And so you had everybody like, well, it worked for that. Let's try it here. And everybody was posting Jumanji. Not the most interesting thing in the world. It was just kind of funny to see everybody thinking that we were trapped in a simulation and to know that no people still think the same see i had not seen that meme and so whenever you posted it i was like okay so it's clearly just him uh robin williams standing there going what year is it what Uh, because that's (laughs) that's very much feel like i said every day of 2020 has felt like a whole year so i thought that that's the thing but it's also funny that the jumanji like oh we're out of it now but again 2020 looking like 20 or 2021 looking like 2020 so not much has changed yet exactly um and secondly there was the uh the post the uh the the decision came down that uh Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell would not uh, would not bring the increase of two thousand dollars stimulus checks to a vote, and so people were pissed. People yeah. were like, "Fuck you, fuck you!" And I saw this saw this uh, thread on TikTok because obviously that's where I saw it, and it was people saying, "I will give you thirteen dollars and twenty six cents to hit Mitch McConnell in the head with a can of twisted tea." And then and I'll the even next... pay for the twisted tea. <laughs> and there was another guy. Another guy held up like seven hundred dollars in cash, like for anybody who hits Mitch McConnell like head with a with a can of twisted tea. And then it was like, I will give you like the super rare Pokemon card to like if you hit Mitch McConnell in the head. And then there was this woman who's like, I will give you three months free of my special website. If you hit Mitch McConnell in the head with a can of twisted tea, <laughs> it just kept growing. So, Danny, sorry. What? Ch- Cheermeister. It's okay. Okay. Yes. What up, would boss? what would you give if what would you give somebody if they hit Mitch McConnell in the head with a can of twisted tea? So, theoretically speaking. Theoretically speaking, um, you know. Say my firstborn child, but I'm not gonna have one of those. So I, I guess theoretically, there we go. Uh, I am just invoking Rumpelstiltskin to hit Mitch McConnell. Also, if a like fictional character were to do it, that would be awesome because he couldn't get arrested. So this is very true. Um. Uh, additionally, like Mitch McConnell is about to be fired which Trinth. is great and also the idea that he wouldn't even bring it to a vote is what bothers me the most like i know that i'm getting away from the meme here but like if you're afraid like your reason to begin with was that it's not going to pass then why not let them vote on it like that's fine let it not pass, but don't be the dick leading that charge, you know? Um, I find it funny. Like, m- the thing that I just keep thinking of is he hands over the gavel and then his head just retreats into his suit because he's definitely a heckin' turtle. 
Big turtle vibes. Um, Big turtle yeah, vibes. <laughs> exactly. So, boss, in a theoretical world, what would you give to see somebody hit this give? man with a twisted T? What would I give to see Mitch McConnell hit with again a twisted T? I would give hit I would give this theoretical person hmm. I would probably give them my entire Funko Pop collection. I have probably about 100. I have probably have about 60 pieces. No way. Yep. And I would probably give them all of my D&D books. <gasps> That's huge. That's yes. huge. True. That is huge. All right. But that wouldn't be that high. Like, people who want it would want to hit Mitch McConnell on the head with a twisted T are probably democratic and are probably uh big fucking nerds so the uh They're... the venn diagram here the venn diagram here is not that hard to uh to comprehend absolutely but it's it's just interesting to watch everybody just fucking dunk on mitch mcconnell and now he's been fired so you know the day's a really Get shitty out. day but at least we know that mitch mcconnell will not be the senate house majority leader very true very the, true. the Senate House Majority Leader. Jesus Christ! What the hell did I just say there? The Senate Majority Senate Majority Leader, House yes. the House Majority Leader is Nancy Pelosi. Um, but that's all I kind of wanted to touch on for in terms of recent memes. It was just something interesting to kind of tie into last week. But I love it. We we need to get we need to get we need to cheer you up a little bit. And by a little you bit because I'm still raging, aren't I? You're yeah. Raging, and you're probably going to still <laughs> rage for this topic because I can already tell that you're going to get angry. So, yeah. care to care to explain to our listeners as to what are what are what Christmas elements are we bringing into uh, this week's episode? I think it's important today because of the new year to talk about Rudolph's shiny New Year, um, which is something that I just assumed everybody had watched but then i remember that not everyone is as christmas crazy as i am so this is a super old movie it's a classic um and the idea of this movie is that the baby new year has fled he ran away and the reason was because he has giant ears. And obviously, Rudolph can sympathize because he was made fun of for a shiny nose. Um, so they call on Rudolph to uh, use his glowing nose, not only to lead the way through the fog that's created throughout the movie, but also so that whenever he does find him, he can be like, hey, it's okay to not be normal. We're not laughing at you. We're laughing like because of you and it's a really good thing like we love laughing and so the new year is really what i want to talk about it's not a year the new year is a person so whenever i i say that the baby new year ran away the baby new year is supposed to look after the year that it was born so it's waiting at the chime of December 31st, uh, 23 hours, 59 minutes, 59 seconds to take over from the year before. 
And the year before shows us how this happens. It ate like the new year ages every single month and matures. And then you see it in December and it's old and gray. And it implies that the new year just dies. Like it ages throughout one year, 365 days, and then it passes away. And it mentions the uh, archipelago of uh, last year's. And it is just a island with a bunch of like spread out uh, lands of each year frozen in time. But there's only six of them on the map. And we're like, whenever this movie happens, they're talking about it like it's in the 1900s. And so a whole bunch of years have passed. And there's only six of them that have been able to retreat to this island and live forever. So like, as children, we're just watching this. And we're okay with it. Like, we don't fully understand that the new year dies. And just... It's done. So I, th- I thought that it was absolutely crazy. Um, I was the, and like the reason that I f- saw this and made that uh, thought process in my head was because I watched it this year, like recent. And I was like, oh my gosh. It's one of those things like rewatching Shrek in your 20s, like all of these bad things that they're saying and you don't understand it as a child. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it was, it's honestly a great movie. I still love it, even though it's super old. Um, so if you haven't watched it, Rudolph Shiny New Year, it's really great. Please do. And then you can understand what I'm talking about. The whole thing is, it gets even creepier because there's a um, Eon who is this uh, vulture that. Uh, is after the baby new year because he only lives for an eon and that eon is up this year and so he doesn't want to die so he steals the baby new- it's a whole thing guys uh it's really scary it just so gets worse. time is fluid uh if there was only and so are breasts six- and that's why we need to stop drawing them in anime this Continue? is true uh <laughs> we can also stop drawing baby new year in anime as well um, yeah. <laughs> so that being said, does that mean so? What would have happened six years prior to uh, Happy New Year that would have a begun this effectively history-changing event? And what was the what what ramifications are we looking at here? Like, are we saying that if there were only six gra- six of these gravestones, does that mean we can correspond this with, like, the birth of Christ? Like, or is this, mm. like, the introduction of the McDonald's McChicken? Like, what mm. is what is worth the creation of a whole new understanding of how time works and the representative of time and New Year? I think that... Um... It's like the easy answer now is they didn't 
feel a need to draw more than six islands because they only go to four of them. But, like, the idea then that we're sitting with now is, like, but there are only six of them. So does that mean that... What does that mean? What does it mean? And how were they broken up? Like, what are the deciding factors that make this one belong in this island, but this one begins on a new island? Like So the... Yeah, the New Year's get, like, well, not the New Year's, the old years, get to rest at the archipelago on one island. They each get to live on an island by themselves, and it's frozen in that time. So, like, 2020 gets its own island, and it's just 2020 there. And it's just on fire everywhere. Yes, exactly. And so, like, that's what they were depicting is there was uh, July 4th, the very first July 4th, first Independence Day. Um, and then there was like medieval times. They like they just wanted to highlight these important depictions in history, which I get that, but it's also like why were those the only ones that got to retire and not have to pass away? Because the there? new year, or well, the year that is going to pass away at the end of the uh, clock striking, he was like, all of the years get to rest here. but and, and they live on forever. Like, that is what he says, is that they're just in that state for forever. It's like, but there's only six of them. <laughs> So, yeah, lots of questions, just tons of questions. Hmm. Too many questions, not enough answers. I want to come back to this next week because I need to actually really? think about this, watch, watch this movie. And I want to come back to this and talk, you know, theories, thoughts, processes, because this is completely this is a, this is completely interesting to me because I would be very much curious to see how this actually would break down what signifies these events and really kind of dig into the lore of Rudolph's Happy New Year. All right. That sounds good enough for me. Like, please do. And we'll we'll get into that next week. Absolutely. And our last quick, our la second last segment before we come to the end of the show um, is we're going to, similar to how we talked about Butts of Bread last week, um, this week we're going to talk about notebooks. Now, I'm the kind of person who loves stationery. I love new pens. I love new notebooks. I love new office products. Sticky notes, pens, pencils, uh, desk organizers, um, paperweights. All those fun things. But the one thing that I love the most, and I can't stop myself from buying, are new notebooks. There's just something about a new notebook... It's not the smell. It's not the way it feels. It's just having a clean notebook to it's write in. It's the idea in. that your Th concept that you have, like you have this thing in your head that you really want to create, and you find a notebook that looks like it will be that concept perfectly. And you can it fill it up, and like this is a fresh start. You have the you this. You're going to fill this notebook, and it's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. And then. A couple days to a week later, 
you stop. And within two to three weeks, you've already bought a new notebook. And I probably have about four or five stacks of notebooks, probably about 40 notebooks around my house. That is that a lot of notebooks. I like notebooks. Um, and... So this is a good topic to talk about in the beginning of because um, I am very much on this kick right now. I'm not saying at all that I'm perfect, and I know that I have things that I need to work on, but this year I'm going away from the new year, new you mantra that marketing has always tried to get beauty and food and diet things going. Um, I'm boobies. on the new, yeah, I'm on the new year, same me mantra. Um, I'm not looking to change anything, especially because it's still a pandemic. I am very comfortable right now and I will address all of the other things whenever I am not having to constantly, uh, confront the world outside that is burning. Um, so I think that it's it's a good topic for the people who are looking at the new year, thinking about making solutions and remembering that they have unfinished commitments from last year. I think that I also share your enjoyment of office products. For me, though, it's pens. Um, I love finding a new pen that writes so smoothly just like glides across the paper and so that's that's my obsession um but i also used to have that problem with notebooks i would and mine would be like i found it cleaning out my room as a kid and i was like i'm gonna need this i can't throw it away i have to use it and it would never get used. I would find it next year and think the same thing. So tell me more about some of the unfinished projects you have with these notebooks, boss. Oh, we are talking movie scripts. We're talking TV pilots. We're talking video game ideas. We're talking new hobbies that I would like to try. We're talking dozens and dozens of possible projects that i have started and probably will never finish some of them i will finish when when i can but i don't believe i believe that a notebook is as much a fun thing to purchase for yourself as it is a commitment because your mind has already allocated that this book is for this and if it's not if it's not for this if, it, if I have something, I need to get a new notebook for that idea. I have fallen away from the one book, one idea. I have found a notebook that I enjoy, a pen that I like, and I keep them by my side. And I will write down literally anything that I feel like into that notebook. And that can be lists, to-do lists, reminders, movie ideas, TV ideas. Literally endless amounts of random shit. But for a while, the notebooks stopped, but after a while, the notebooks stopped helping me. They served to stress me out more because I wasn't doing what I had originally intended with the notebooks. 
And so I feel as though, you know, I understand the desire to treat yourself to some new some new toys in the form of office equipment, but at some point it has to be understood that the purchasing of more blank paper for the sake of writing down your ideas is only serving to um, only serving the purpose of furthering to cloud your mind because you're putting all of these ideas behind barriers and behind putting all these ideas behind barriers and putting small boxes and pretty much telling yourself like this can only go here and this can only go here but to say that notebooks are the end all be all of our ideas and our personalities and our dreams and our aspirations it's totally wrong like i have must have given up on several dozen ideas because i couldn't find a notebook for them and that's sad because those are ideas that i'll never get back but at the same time it taught me something that you know the more paper you have, the more inclined you're going to be to fill it. And if you can't fill that paper, the more you're going to feel like you're not good enough to pursue the ideas that you're looking at. You're, you're no longer looking at it from a quality standpoint. You're looking at it from a quantity standpoint. And right. quality is always going to be better than quantity, regardless. So I think that a, a large... Because I have this problem... For D&D, whenever I have a campaign idea, I write it down. Um, I could easily type it up. Google Docs is a free service that I can use with any of my Gmail accounts. And for whatever reason, I feel like I have to write it with a pen on paper. And so the idea that maybe you just need to cut your notebooks down to two or three that are really awesome and super cool and could be filled with a certain creative idea. Or like you said, one of them is just for like to-do list or ideas that pop into your head that you want to put on paper at a later date. Um, then use Google Docs for everything else. I think that that's a really big... Uh, like accomplishment or goal that people could work on is you have this collection of things and you really like this collection, but it's weighing you down in the sense that you feel like you can't use it because of one reason or another. It's too like the, one of them is too old. One of them is finicky. One of them uh, is for something else. And so you just keep getting new ones. Like, and this can be on anything. Like this could be on sewing machines. This can be uh, for, <laughs> for dice, you know? Like there are so many things that we get a collection of. And then we just keep adding to it because we feel like we can't use our collection. We need new ones. And I believe that that's actually a really great goal for people to think about this year. Let's uh, let's get into our final segment, uh, Cheermeister. Little victories. Uh, before our recording software cuts out, what were your little victories from the week? So I uh, did a huge thing that I have been holding back. I really enjoy... Uh, art. I like watercolor specifically, but I also do acrylic. Uh, when I do paint in acrylic, I like to use my fingers like a five-year-old. I love finger painting. Um, and 
So I was gifted a really large watercolor pad for Christmas. And uh, it was lucky, like just in time, because my sketch pad was running low. And I just started creating more art. And I've been sharing it with my sister and you and like one or two other friends every once in a while when I'm super proud of the picture. And my thought this year was I want to share it with more people. And if they want to look at it, then they can. And um, my, uh, like, not pride, but my self-confidence in what I create went a bit because I did start posting it on Instagram. Um, and I think I've posted like four or five pictures that I've created so far and I lost two followers. <laughs> so it doesn't make you feel great. Um, but I, I love doing it. And even if nobody likes it, then it, it's still there and it can show people who are learning or who feel like they suck at painting, which I, I am not saying anything that I do is like good. It's not a masterpiece. Um, I'm not trying to sell it. I just want people to see it and see like growth is a thing, you know, I'm not perfect. And so, uh, yeah, I'm on Instagram. My personal account is the OG black plague. Uh, it's the perfect account name. So please, if you are so inclined, come follow me and check out my art. And boss, why don't you tell us what your victory was this week? Uh, my victory, probably way more important. Not going to lie. I'm a, kind of a big deal. Uh, <laughs> I, I read I read a book, like a book book, like not a comic tell book. Tell us what this book uh, was. This book was called The Maw. It's about a... Uh, uh, it's about a caving expedition in the heart of Africa where everything goes wrong, but it's also like this weird... Uh, I re After t reading it, after finishing the book, it's not what I was originally told you about, uh, Sheermeister, mm. but it was um, it was less cosmic horror and more just kind of like really interesting Dawn of Man kind of thing. Like, it was this really interesting conclusion about how like the cave itself may like the cave itself began humanity because it rewired the things within the people's brains to like be able to conceptualize the things that make us humans and like it was like talks about like the evolution of man and then it was the evolution of like homo homo erectus to homo sapiens um okay which was really really interesting um, but the book was fantastic. It's called The Moth. If you haven't read it already, you should most definitely read it. But that was my little victory for the week. It's perfect. Um, speaking of victories, we have created a following on our social medias. And Correct. please, please, please follow us. Check us out. Uh, drop some comments. Interact with us. We are always looking at it. Like I said earlier, I suck at Twitter, but our uh, our accounts are at losing arguments. Just type in our podcast name, losing arguments, and you will find us on Instagram, Twitter. We are also on Facebook and we are 
Uh, super excited to share this with all of you. We have a link tree in our bio, so you can click on that. Find us on your favorite podcast network um, and turn on notifications so that you can see when we drop our weekly episodes. Um, we're super excited to share this with all of you, even though it is just us talking for who knows how long about who knows what. It's been a while. We've been talking. For a <laughs> We've been talking for at least three minutes. Um, I can tell you that much. And you know, we're always we're always on social media. Um, I don't run the social media. Chairmeister runs the social media, and she does a fantastic job in doing so. She always posts, has the best posts around. So if you're looking for a quick, if you're looking for a good laugh, if you're looking to. Uh, just uh, put some input on what your thoughts are on, you know, what we've talked about in today's episode. Please, please reach out to us and let us know. And, you know, as soon as we start getting some form of uh, audience interaction, we are going to be more than happy to include that into the show because it always makes it better. Audience interaction is what we live for. And we love talking to people, um, especially, each, especially each other, um, as evidenced yes. by this podcast. But is there anything else you want to you know, anything else you want to talk about, uh, um, just, before we wrap it up? Just on the audience interaction, if you feel like reaching out, sending any suggestions, commenting on any of the things we talked about today, you can also send us an email. Uh, our losing arguments at gmail Send Correct. us send us some fun stuff. We might include it in our podcast. Do you have some holiday outrage? Do you have some holiday questions you want answered? Do you have some outrage that deserves to be vindicated? Do you have drink options that should be put against each other? Or existential crises that I have on a daily basis? Let us know at our email because Lord knows that I am slowly running out of existential crises that are different from my day to day. <laughs> but, Perfect. I mean, yes. Cheermeister, if you don't have anything else. I think it's uh, time no. to close it out. I believe so. Oh. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been our peacefully cathartic podcast, Losing Arguments. We're so happy that you stopped by. You're allowed to stay in this space as long as you want. It's a, it's a place for all of us to sit here and to enjoy. But be sure to douse the fire before you leave. Unless, of course, you're trying to make a point. Have a good rest of your day.